Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone! Hello! And welcome to Kirsty and Briny's Comfort Zone. I am Kirsty. And I am Briny, devourer of worlds, bringer of dreams, harbinger of cake. Oh my god. Is it harbinger or harbinger? Uh, I don't know. I'm a binger of cake. Harbinger of cake. Harbinger. Binger. I was thinking about this earlier, <laughs> thinking about binging earlier. Mm-hmm. Can you resist food if it's in front of you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Me neither. It depends on the food. That's true. If it's like olives, pop. Oh no, if it, it was olives, I, I wouldn't be able to resist. <laughs> but if it's like... I will, like Alex and I the other day, I surprised him with tacos. Surprise! Tacos! And um, I also got us some like tortilla chips. And I said like, oh, I'll just put them in between us. And then I was just eating them because they were next to me. And then at one point, Alex put his hand in the bag and he just went, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just because they're next to me. And if it's next to me, it's just... Yeah, you're gonna, you, you, yeah, you're gonna eat it. I nibble. It's like at the cinema, yeah. like you you eat the popcorn before the movie even starts because it's there, and it's just. I like, will get like I feel so sick, but I will still eat the popcorn. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I need it physically removed. Me too. From my person. And like I, I, I put it on the floor, it. and then I'm like, no, I want it back. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the one thing that I do have a little bit of restraint with. Though I was saying this. Uh, we were talking. We had this massive conversation about popcorn on stream earlier, and I was saying the one self restraint that I do show to do with popcorn is I will put it on the floor until the BBFC screen comes up. Oh my god! So I won't eat it during because otherwise I did used to eat half of it in the trailers and the adverts. Whereas now, as soon as the movie starts, I'll be like, okay, that's my sim- my popcorn signal to time. like start eating it but then sometimes movies will start with like a really sad or quiet opening and i'm just there like (laughs) (laughs) it's okay you earned it (laughs) crunch crunch Crunch. i do feel slightly bad for people who hate people eating popcorn at the cinema but it doesn't stop me yeah it's kind of not the best place for someone who hates that to be honestly yeah, just sit somewhere else. Yeah, that's not 
near me. Exactly. <laughs> like, if, if you don't like the sound of people eating popcorn, I would say the cinema should be at the top of your list for places not to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it when there are some, like, fancy cinemas in Bristol and they have, like... Okay, I have two problems with two cinemas in Bristol. Okay. The first one is the watershed because... It's a lovely cinema, but they give people bags of popcorn. And to me, the rustling oh, is the worse rustling, than yeah. the munching. And the second is the everyman. Because they do hot food. And I find that more intrusive than the sound of popcorn. The yeah, sound like the smell thinking. of like and they do proper like what kind of like food? hot dogs and burger and chips and like okay. nachos and stuff. Which okay. to me isn't like finger food <laughs> that you can watch a film whilst eating. A lot of cinemas do hot dogs and nachos. I've, I've I've not seen a cinema that does burger and chips yet, but... They do like full-on meals and they will like... The last time I went there, there was a delay on the food. So during the film, they were just bringing in plates of food Wait, for people. Wait, they bring it out on plates? Yeah, and what? I was like, this is so much more interrupting than just someone having a box of popcorn. <laughs> oh my god. That's so strange. And all of the cinema is like sofas, and there'll be someone who will come out and they'll stand at the front of the cinema before they play the trailers and be like, I will be your host for the evening. Any troubles, just let me know. And I'm like... We're literally just sitting and watching a screen. What's the biggest trouble you think we're going to have right now? <laughs> I just want to watch the movie. Get down. Down in front. <laughs> so yeah, that one, which people see, is like, maybe it's just me because it seems to be a lot of people's like go-to cinema because it, I think because of it being sofas, they think it's more like homely and whereas for me, I'm just like, no, I like the sofas. I guess it's more comfy, but it sounds like much more of a faff. Yeah. Also, the last time we were there, Alex was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Look at all this leg room I have. And he had stretched his legs fully out and I was sat there with my knees up just like, yes, lovely, isn't it, darling? (laughs) (laughs) So is it like a a classic cinema layout, but it's just sofas? Yeah, it's all like two-seater sofas. So it is cosy. You can have like a little cut whilst you watch the film sort of thing. But it's like... I don't know. The food bothers me. Um, it's just, I'm going to see if do, I can... Do you have, like, little tables to put the plates? You do. You get your own little spinning table thing either side oh. of you. Um, so you can also get... Okay, this is, <laughs> this is the food that you can get that every man... You can get a sharing platter of dough balls... It's got halloumi. Um, Then it's got things that obviously I wouldn't get, but it's things like prawns. That's not cinema food. Prawns? (laughs) What? There's like full burgers. Um, And they do do a lot of vegan stuff, which is good. But at the same time, they do pizza. To me, this is just not food I would trust myself to eat whilst watching a screen. I don't know. I would smash a pizza, to be honest. <laughs> just roll it up. Eat it like a pancake. I'd roll it up, yeah. Just, just <laughs> be gone before the movie starts. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> but yeah. I've never been to a cinema that fancy. I've only ever really been to Cineworld. Maybe 
or IMAX. I'll have to take you. Next time you're in Bristol, we can go to the Everyman. Okay. And then you'll probably... And judge it. And love it. And I'll be like... Nah. <laughs> I'll get a, a big pizza. Yeah. I'll get the smelliest thing on the menu. I just, like... Just to make a point. I was having this rant the other day, um, and someone was like, but popcorn smells. And I was like, popcorn does not smell as much popcorn, as a cooked meal. Popcorn does not smell offensive. It just smells pleasant. It's just a like nice dog's atmospheric whiff. Yes. <laughs> atmospheric <laughs> whiff. I think I saw them at Glastonbury one year. <laughs> But yeah, like, I mean, like the smell of popcorn versus the smell of, I don't know, burger and chips or prawns. Yeah, it's like not, <laughs> not as offensive in any way. No, it's not offensive at all. It like, doesn't like, what's the word, permeate or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You bloody love popcorn though. <laughs> I do, I bloody love popcorn. There's there's a cinema near me that does caramel popcorn and it's it's proper caramel popcorn. So like, not all of them, but some of the pieces in it will have like a really nice caramel like coating Ooh. on them. And oh, they're so good, so good. It's like when you get like a piece of sweet popcorn where all the sugar has just dwelled. <laughs> It's naughty. Yes, exactly. But I'm I I love like butter kissed popcorn. That's my one weakness. I I love it so much. I'm a half and half popcorner. I do the like. Oh, I I like it to be super sweet. See, I stopped having sweet popcorn for a while because I just thought it tasted of sugar puffs, which I guess isn't a bad thing. Yeah. But I felt like I was paying a lot for sugar puffs, whereas for some reason I don't mind when it's salt. But then. I met Alex, and Alex's favourite right. was sweet. So to compromise, instead of getting one each, we would get a large and we would get half and half. But then for a while, we would get salted and put Maltesers in it, but we obviously don't eat Maltesers anymore, so that's why we Ooh. get the half and half, so it's still got the balance. But occasionally we're like so smuggling some chocolate buttons or something and put them in. Aww. I'm surprised cinemas don't do vegan stuff, because to be honest... The markup in cinemas and the markup on vegan goods are so extortionate that they would <laughs> yeah. go hand in hand. They could be like, yeah, no, absolutely. chocolate buttons, £15. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they basically already do that, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, shall we listen to a dream? Yes. Nice. Uh, once again, I have... No dreams. I have not been dreaming. I am without dreams. Me, on the other hand, Once more. I'm getting through my backlog of many dreams that I've had recently. That's it. I don't even have to dream. You've got so many. I had a weird thing this morning. I had a, I had a really good dream, but I don't remember any of it. I just remember waking up and being like, wow. But... Wow. <laughs> I'm so full of wonder. But the way I woke up, was that I swear I heard someone go, Ronnie, like in like a really laddy voice was like, Ronnie, and that woke me up. I was like, huh? And then Alex wasn't in. He's in the office today. And hopefully there were no other blokes in my house shouting my name. But I was like, is it that I heard a noise outside, like a 
car was like, meep, meep, and my dream brain turned it into Ronnie. It was very odd. Maybe. Yeah. Either that or someone Ronnie. has worked out where I live and they were just stood outside and me. Yeah. They were like, maybe. I'm going to stand outside one house every day. And when I hear her say it on the podcast, oh, no, I found the right one. And I've just given it all away. Uh oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, well played. You've only gone and bloody done it Doxy now. Doxy McGee. <laughs> My arch nemesis. <laughs> it was actually me. <gasps> ba, ba, ba. Oh my God. Now I know where Bryony lives. <laughs> <laughs> Having stayed here several times, I've now learned the address. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see it coming. Well, let's have a listen to one of your dreams. Oh, there's my hairbrush. Sorry, I was trying to find it yesterday and I just found it on my desk. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Right in front of you. Yep. There you go. It's been a revelation. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) here's the dream. Three, two, one, go. Um, I had another, like, all over the place dream. So it started off that I was in someone's car and we were trying to leave this car park but the car park was like it was like a video game so we were on one screen and we were trying to like leave out of the car park and then the next screen would load and I was trying to follow the map and I was like no I think we need to go out this bit to get out but then would load and be like no this is still the wrong way Um, but we eventually got out and we got into these woods but then I think I woke up but then I fell back asleep and I was in a pub and these like uh, mob guys came in Um, and I was like trying to show that I wasn't afraid of them and I saw this car go by the window and the car was It had this big trailer that had this like huge mechanical spider on the back so the spider looked like it was walking as the car drove along. And I went over to the window and I was like, look, big spider. And the mob bus was there. And he was um, the actor who is the detective in Murder and Successful. So he was like a huge guy and he had this big voice. And he was like... Oh yes, I see a spider or something, and I was like, okay. And I went into the back room, which is like a laundromat, and I was there with my mum. And this woman came in, and she had a small son with her, and she was like, "I'm pregnant," but she seemed like not that happy about it. So I was like, "Congratulations!" Um, and then mum was like, "Okay, I know what to do," and she like took the small boy and injected his hand and was like you know this this will this will show us but I didn't really know what was going on but then I was on stage or I was watching I think it was meant to be like Marina and the Diamonds or Regina Spector I don't know um but I was watching them and then there was an intermission and I was on stage with them just chatting whilst we watched people get up and go and get drinks and stuff. Um, but I don't really remember that part of the dream. 
just a uh, having a giggle. Hehe. <laughs> okay. That's it. Ooh. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. 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 Ooh, bye bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. I actually remembered a snippet of a dream I had last night listening to your oh. dream. Yeah. It was um only very short. It was probably part of a bigger dream, but I don't remember it. Um but I had a baby. A baby. Boy, a baby. And one of my older sisters came round the house, and it was our old house where my parents used to live, to to meet them. And I had like a baby book on the side, um, and it had like you know like pictures and stuff in. Um, so they picked up this baby book and they're flicking through it, um, and I'm just sitting there watching them. And I was like, "Oh, keep going, keep going," and. They got to the last page and it was a thing saying that I was pregnant again and having twins. No. And my sister was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so bizarre because I never want children. Yeah. I the, the idea of being pregnant is just horrible to me. So this dream, the whole thing, it was just like, this is very strange. <laughs> Very alien. Very alien. Um, very, very. I've looked up Pregananancy and it says Dreaming of pregnancy usually denotes a fairly protracted waiting period being necessary for something, possibly the completion of a project. So maybe. It's you waiting for your windscreen to be fixed. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. I have to wait for Autoglass to come around tomorrow and fix my windscreen. <laughs> Autoglass repair? Autoglass replace? Autoglass impregnate? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I didn't realise it was one of those kind of movies. <laughs> hey, um... Here to fix your windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. It says a new area of our potential or personality is developing. So your potential is to have a fixed windscreen. Way nice. Uh, interestingly enough, to dream of pregnancy seldom means one's own pregnancy. Well, there you go. Good. We're getting Nancy. <laughs> Uh, to dream of someone else being pregnant suggests that we are in a position to observe part of ourselves, develop new skills or characteristics. So we may be unaware of what outcome of this process will be. Well, there you go. Oh, I'm aware that my windscreen will be fixed. Yeah. But they aren't getting here on time, so I'm not going to be able to drive to Bristol. No! No! <laughs> I'm so sad. There'll be other times. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've completely hijacked your dream. I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. I like how I was thinking about how, um, you know, when you adopt a scared dog and they want you to already have a dog so that dog can guide the other dog and teach them that 
everything is okay. <laughs> Maybe my dreams yeah. are acting as like the guide dog to your scared Aww. dreams that don't want to emerge. <laughs> and now my dream was like, row, 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 row. and then your dream that you Ooh. couldn't remember was like, Arr. and then it came out a little bit. And Ooh. I think that's nice. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Thank you to your dreams. My big dumb Labrador dreams. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I couldn't remember any of the dream when I first started hearing it, but then it did come back to me a little bit. I remember the spider and I remember the big... Have you ever seen Murder in Successful? No, I haven't. Oh, it's really good. There's an American one as well, which is done by oh my gosh i can't remember his name he plays job in um arrested development job and he's like the voice of batman in the lego batman video the movies <laughs> um right okay i can't think what his name is oh i don't know um, um but he does the american version and will on will on it that's the one he used to be married to What's the chops from Parks and Rec? I think. Amy Poe, oh, right. maybe? Um, okay. I'm so bad with names. Alex will literally be like, do you remember this film that was directed by blah, 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 and the director of photography was this guy, and he previously did this? Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, what's the chops in that film about the dog or a, or a whale the or something? And the, the blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly the same. I find that with Rhythian as well. You probably yeah. do. Like, he can just reel off names. I'm just like, I don't even know my own name. <laughs> Who am I? What is my purpose? Who am I? Who are you? Um, but yeah, it was the big guy from that. He's really tall. I, w- I wonder how tall he actually is. I'm going to look it up. I don't remember his name either. But thankfully, <laughs> what did we do before Google? Just just not know anything? Yeah, I think so. Just, just I remember... When I was little and we were on holiday and um, this was in the time when you couldn't really use your phones abroad because it would like cost you a bomb. Like you, this is when so much you, money it was yeah. like 10p to send a text message in the UK, let alone being abroad. And um, mm-hmm. I uh, we were trying to remember something. And none of us could use the internet, so we were just sat there like, we just have to remember. This is literally on us, that we have no other means of looking this up right now. <laughs> Back in my day, you just had to know Back shit. <laughs> and if you didn't, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I remember. I remember going on holiday and nobody would have their phones. It was just like, oh, yep, sorry, I can't answer any calls for two weeks. I'm abroad. And yeah. nowadays it's just constantly on them six foot seven the fella yeah. damn six foot seven that is a that's a that's, that's a big big bear that's that's a big big bear <laughs> that's pretty pretty heckin tall yeah so to give the uh set the scene of how big this mob boss played by tom davis of murder and successful fame was uh he's a large man weirdly I remember the window of the pub that we were... So the Mm. pub was like a pub that I worked in, but I worked there because we were filming in it. I didn't work in the pub. We filmed... What, in real life? Yeah. 
it was this pub okay. that I don't... It must have been in London, because that's where we were filming. But it was, like, um, near the Dogs Trust home base in London. I can't remember where that was. I used to just get driven there every day. It's some place in London. <laughs> I don't remember. And um, uh, we... But the window that we looked out of to see the big mechanical spider was the old window of my parents' house. Oh, so okay. So it was like two places had merged together. And when I looked out the window, it was the street that I grew up on. So I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know what anything means. When when you were recording in this pub, what were you recording? Do you remember? We were recording. It was a Christmas special one-off thing that was, I think, maybe written by... Oh, my goodness. Names again. The fella, you know the the blonde fella with the Bristol accent. The thing written by the blonde fella. He's like fella. a. Um, it was called Gertlush Christmas, but so I took the job thinking like, oh, I will get to Russell Howard. Um, I took oh, the job being okay. like, oh, I'll get to work in Bristol, and then it turned out that because Russell Howard, I guess, lives in London, it was all filmed in London. <laughs> so I was working away from home <laughs> anyway. Um, but it had Greg Davis in. I got to meet Greg Davis. He's a very tall man. I'm on the IMDb page. And they spelt my name Russell wrong in Howard, the credits. Greg Davis. Oh. I was very sad. <laughs> All cast and crew. Hang on. Let's have a look. Are you on IMDb? Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I added myself onto this one. I don't know if I'd be in it. It was really fun. Um, But I, yeah... You're not on there. You need to. You need to get your get your name in there. I do. Spelt right. <laughs> How did they spell your name? Did they spell it with two Y's? Yeah. Oh my god. And I, I remember watching it at Christmas, and being like there, ready with my phone to take a photo of the credit, and it came up and it was oh, wrong, and I was no. like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Oh. Is there something very exciting about seeing your name? I remember when I used to work on Holby and um, my parents were... Because I never watched Holby. Um, it was fun to work on, but I just, I'd just i already see it be made. I didn't have to watch it. But my parents, ever since I started working on it, they literally watched Holby City from the first episode I ever did through to its completion. Oh, my God. Even though I, had, I hadn't worked on it for like five years by the time it closed... They still carried on, work, like, telling me every week they'd be like, oh, have you heard what's happened to this? But I was like, I don't work on it anymore. <laughs> but they would, like, every week that I was, it was my episode, they would send me a photo of um, my name. That is so screen. cute. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had a friend who worked on Big Brother, um, and he, I remember the first time his name showed up in the credits as well. It was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's your name! I remember being really <laughs> sad once when um, I worked on this show. It was one of the hardest things I ever worked on. It was called The Living and the Dead. And it was this like BBC horror series. And it was like a lot of late nights because it was a lot of like a lot, a lot, a lot of oh. dark filming, but we were filming in summer. So sometimes. Uh, we would just like we really would start late. filming we would do like 11 till 5 in the morning or something ridiculous Jeez. just to have 
like nighttime. And so I worked on yeah. it for it was meant to be six months. I think we, it was seven months because we overran and we needed a bit extra. And I was the only camera trainee between two camera crews. So it was like me having to take care of seven people. And sometimes oh they God. opted to do 11 hour days without a lunch break instead of 14 hour days what? with lunch. Um, so I would have to like fetch everyone's lunch. And by the time I was done, that sometimes meant we'd start it up again and I wouldn't get to eat. And so it was like a nightmare shoot for me. And then uh, when it came out, I watched the TV and they didn't credit me at all. <laughs> I was just there like, <gasps> no, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so bad. I was really I watched the first episode and then I never watched it ever again because I was too sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, fine. Pretend I don't exist then. <laughs> uh, I got your lunch. <laughs> Honestly, the people on that Aww. were like some of the camera crew on it were mad. They what? were they're never gonna listen to this, it's fine. There was one guy who he insisted that I asked him for his lunch order first. To the point where he would take my notebook off of me and check the pages to check that I hadn't written down any other orders what? before his. It was that oh for seven months. God. So that's like the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so just the fact I never got a credit, just still, I'm over it. I'm fine now. Don't even, don't even care. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I don't care. Mm, not bothered. Uh. I did get to work with Colin Morgan, who played um, Merlin in the BBC show. He was very lovely. He was um, a kind man, even if he did make me sweet potato every day for six months. Is he the one who uh, demanded that he was at the top of your list? (laughs) Yeah, he's a monster. (laughs) No, he's really nice. He was like... um, So before that, I was thinking about going vegan... He's the wizard that I told oh, I was going vegan. He was vegan. He's yeah. not anymore, just to just add insult to injury. But um, I was talking to him and he was like, oh, are you vegan? And I just went, yes. And then from then on, I have been because I can't <laughs> lie to a wizard. And then um, yeah, you promised he him. was like, I, so I started having like the vegan meals from catering instead. And it was a lot of sweet potato and... It got to the point where one time I was talking to him about three weeks into the shoot and I was like, how have you been finding the food? And he was like, oh my gosh, I could eat sweet potato every day. So I've asked for just everything sweet potato. And I was like, it's you, it's your fault that I've been eating sweet potato every day. And honestly, when I finished that shoot, I didn't eat sweet potato for about five years. Because <laughs> oh I was God. like, I've had enough sweet potato for a lifetime now. <laughs> But I'll have it again now. It's it's finally worn off. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I bloody love sweet potato. I do too. But it was just too much. <laughs> just, yeah, maybe a little bit too much every day. <laughs> just a bit. Oh, I got to work with Shire oh horses on that shoot as well. They were beautiful. Oh. Beautiful. What was they talking I love about? Shire horses. I don't remember how I got I... to this. I feel like I've just been rambling. I used to work at a farm and we had a Shire horse called Jim. Oh, Jimmy Shire. He was very cute. And Jim had a friend, uh, a little miniature Shetland called Tot. Oh. And people, little kids would come in and be like, 
oh, it's the mummy and the baby. <laughs> and we'd be like, no, Tot is a grumpy 30-year-old and Jim is about 12. <laughs> He's just very tall. <laughs> oh, bless him. Now your horses just feel like sensible horses. Like other horses you can meet and they're just goofy, whereas Shire horses just seem a bit more like glued in. Yeah. I um it was a a while back that I worked there. Um and I went back to this little farm with my uh niece and nephew and my brother and sister. And Jim, I'm pretty sure Jim recognized me. He Aww. came running over and like all these kids were trying to get his attention, but he was just standing next to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got Jim, I love you, I miss you so much. Are you famous Twitch streamer? <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash Kirsty. That's me. Oh my god. Oh. What a boy. What a boy. That's cute. I love Jim. Jim. I met a cow the other day, and cows are huge, and I didn't know how big they are because normally they're in fields and they're far away. <laughs> cows are pretty big. How did you meet a cow? I went to, um, I think it's called Coppershell Animal Sanctuary. They had an open day uh, just yeah. outside of Bristol. And the cow came like right, they have like four, five cows, I think. But they're two Aww. like tiny cows. Also, they didn't come closer, so maybe they were still far away. <laughs> and then they had like three big bulls. And oh, oh my gosh, like their shoulders were like taller than me and i'm almost six yeah. foot they are big they are big boys and their heads are just like so chunky yeah and i was just like yeah. i was just looking at this cow and i was like you know in like um cartoons or whatever when someone crosses a field and the bull chases them down i was like mm -hmm. that is genuinely terrifying if yeah. this uh, beautiful creature ever took a dislike to me, I would just lie on the floor and give up. <laughs> I would not stand a chance. I've been chased by a, a herd of cows before. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It was during um, school. We did the Duke of Edinburgh Award. And basically, for people who don't know, the Duke of Edinburgh Award means it, it, it's a thing where you go, not hiking, but like you go for a very long walk. <laughs> And you camp at the end of it. And then you, Is that what they call it? I guess, yeah. Like you have a map, you're not allowed a phone, and you just plot your route and go for a big walk with a big backpack and you camp for the night and then you walk somewhere else the next day. And we were walking through the countryside and we found this field and it had a, it was kind of on a hill. And at the top of the hill, there was a great big, like fallen over tree. And we were like, that's a nice place to have lunch. It was a nice sunny day. We'll get a nice view from up there. We can sit on the tree. Very nice. So we're making our way up there. And there are cows in the field. And <laughs> this particular time, we had two boys from another group that had to split up because they failed their first um, egg exhibition. Ex expedition. Expedition. Yeah. Uh, so we had these two boys in the group and they were, one of them was fine. He was very quiet, but the other one, he was a pain in the arse. <laughs> and him and one of the girls in my group did not get on. And the whole time we're walking through this field, he's like, you've got a red bag. You've got a red bag. They're going to chase you. The bulls are going to chase you. And she was on the verge of tears Aww. because this kid kept saying that the bulls were going to chase her. 
And then we got to the top of the hill and we, we saw a dog walker running towards the fence, holding his dog. And there were just cows behind him. And it was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, back up your lunch. We have to run. Oh, we had to run to the fence as well. And there were just cows. And when we managed to hop the fence... These cows were headbutting the fence, and it was like, oh my god, we had a brush with death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. But as soon as we hopped that fence, we walked forward, and there was like a valley, and at the top of the valley was a nice forest. It was a really, really beautiful, picturesque little area. And we walked into the forest a little bit, and there was a huge herd of deer it was really nice so we almost got killed by cows but we did see a lot of lovely deer oh so that was nice that was nice we saw it but i don't blame the the cows we went for a little walk in um lee woods and we had to cross this field to get there and there was just this one little deer on its own just staring at us oh just like hello it was just like hello "Mm." we left and then we saw a fox it was a magical walk Ah, uh-huh. magical. I I want to meet more cows. I love cows. They're my favorite. It's they um, are so beautiful. This weekend is the Dean Farm Trust open day and I didn't get tickets cuz they sold out, which is good because I'm glad they have as many people as they can there. But they have a cow called Bobby Sprinkles and I'd love to meet Bobby one, one day. At the farm I worked at, we had um a baby cow called Pancake, and he was my best friend. I loved him so much. Aww. Um, and then the year after that, he had a sister called Pickle, and she was a <laughs> tiny little, tiny little brown cow. Oh, uh, we wow. had a bull as well. Um, I can't remember what breed he was, but he was, he wasn't a Highland cow, but he was like one of the ginger ones with the big horns. And I completely forgotten the name. They, wait, they're but, not Jersey cows, are they? No, we did have a Jersey cow. Her name was Jane. Aww. Jersey <laughs> but, um, Jane. Jersey Jane. But this one, he we called him Tormund because there was a wall in his paddock or whatever you call it, and he would always knock it down. <laughs> so so we called him Tormund and he was lovely. He was very short for a bull. Yeah. <laughs> he was very stocky but had very tiny legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Adorable. I just love their noses, cows. They're so beautiful. Big. They are. They're so nice. Mushy snoots. Pancake was a lovely, lovely boy because he. They had like little demonstrations because it was a it was a kids' farm. It wasn't a working farm. Um. So they would sort of parade him around a little bit for the kids. Not not like in the, with the kids, but just like we would have to lead him around so they could see him. Yeah. And the way to do it was, because he was so small, he didn't have any teeth. So we'd put our hand in his mouth and he would just suck it. (laughs) So you would just walk around in a circle with him sucking your hand. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so cute. (laughs) Oh, bless. It was such a good boy. Oh, he was a Hereford. He was a Hereford cow. um, Tormund. And Pancake was a... Cross between a Belgian blue and a Frisian, I think. Ah. So there you go. I love cows. Don't get me talking about cows, Barney. I'll talk all bloody. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I 
I love cows. cows. I love cows so much. I just couldn't. Yeah, I was just amazed at the the lodge. The lodge of the boy impressed me bigly when I very lodge. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. Pancake was a cross between a Belgian blue and a Jersey cow. Ah, because Jane was his mum. I um. I think I used to have a little model of a Belgian blue, and I used to have a little model of a of a Hereford. Uh, are there any Hertfordshire cows? I don't think there are. Hertford cow. Oh no! It just Hertford says. Did you mean Hereford? <laughs> yeah. Did you mean Hereford? No, no, I don't. Wondered if we had any uh, Hearts Gang special cows. Sadly, no. Our cows are. All from Hereford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love cats. I, I have lots of pictures of Pancake, though. When this episode goes out, I'll, I'll tweet one. Yay! <laughs> Pancake is it was such a beautiful boy. A beautiful boy. He's a beautiful boy. I was thinking man. I didn't really look up anything from that dream, but to be honest, I've forgotten it now. So do you want to hear the secondary? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. Three, two... One, go. Um, I had a dream that we had gone round to... It was meant to be G's house, but it was like this absolutely massive flat in London. And we'd gone there to watch um, the AEW pay-per-view. But it was like this living room that was absolutely full of sofas. And... um, like Sammy Guevara was there and there were just loads of people there. I was like, oh my gosh, how does G know all of these people? Like, geez. And then um, I suddenly realised that I wasn't wearing any, like I took my shoes off. I realised I wasn't wearing any socks. So I was like, oh no, I can't just walk around with my bare feet. Um, I need to go and ask G if she has any socks I can borrow. And then I found G in the kitchen and she wasn't wearing any socks. I was like, oh, I guess maybe I can't then. So I was like, I'll just, maybe it's fine. Maybe this is like a no socks house. So I went and um, by the time I went back in, like uh, the pay-per-view was starting up and everyone was like sitting down. So I just had to go and sit on the floor by this sofa. Um, And... Uh, Alex was sat on a chair near me and Sammy Guevara was like sat round the side of the TV so he couldn't actually see anything and Alex was like Sammy 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 and he was like yeah he was like you can't see and he was like oh yeah and he just like came round the front and watched um, the only bit of the actual show I remember is that all of the commentators got into a swimming pool and whilst that was happening um oh what's his name uh this wrestler came and sat next to me um Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston came over and he he actually like came and sat on the floor next to me and I was like oh my gosh and um, we were watching. I like. I really just wanted to ask him questions about everything that was happening while I was trying to resist. But yeah, all the commentators were in the pool and they were like joking me. 
like pressing them on the head and being like, oh, oh, oh. and I was like, oh my gosh, they're using this as a way to kill off JR. They're going to drown him in the pool. Like, I can't believe they've done this. Um, and then uh, I suddenly realized everyone had been given these folders for like predictions. Because um, it turned out that like, it then like switched to the flat actually being owned by this like stereotypical like white picket mum, you know, like jumper over the shoulders and sunglasses on top of the head sort of. And she'd made all these folder like packs for everyone to fill out about their feelings about the wrestling and stuff. But then Eddie was like, do you want to go for a walk? And I was like, okay. So we went out for this walk and we went to see Wembley Arena because he was like, like he just snuck inside and we were like running around <laughs> inside. <laughs> he was like, I just wanted to get a look at where we're going to be. Um, and then we were like walking home and uh, or like walking back to this flat and we had to cross a bridge that was like covered in like... <laughs> All this clay and like the sort of clay that as soon as you put your foot in it, you would just like sink. And it had all these workmen on it and they were like, okay, you have to follow this bucket across the clay, otherwise, you know, it's dangerous and only step where we tell you to step. And um, I got to the end of the bridge and my feet were like soaked in clay. I had put shoes on, but they were like soaked in clay and the guy was like, you have to make sure you clean the clay of your feet, otherwise it starts eating your feet. And you're in the first stages of it eating your feet now, so you better go wash the clay off. So I was like, oh, geez, we better get back. Um, and I remember just walking a bit more with Eddie and being like, why is he, why is he chosen to go for a walk with me? This is odd. Um, I think that's all I remember. <laughs> Um, yeah, very strange. Oh, no, no, we did get back to the flat. And by that point, I realized it was like gone midnight. And um, I remember thinking, I wonder if B-Real was going to go off and if Eddie would let me take a B-Real with him. But I was also sort of thinking, Alex is going to be worried. I should get back and let him know that I'm safe. Um, but yeah. The end. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Another wrestling dream. What a surprise. Wrestlers. Wrestlers. <laughs> also G and feet. Yes. <laughs> Why That's... silly dream me thought G would let me cover up my feet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, my goodness. So yeah, like I for those don't know where to start. Well, Eddie Kingston, he's like this, like he's not. Uh, his character isn't like mean or anything, but he is like a real, like um, sort of tough guy. So for him yeah. to have just been, but then we were watching this like AW behind the scenes thing where he was really taking care of this other wrestler called Ruby Soho. Um, so I think maybe it was just because of that. Maybe I just sort of like saw a new side to him and I was like, he can Aww. protect me in my dream. <laughs> uh, 
Um, That's so cute. And like the bit where they were trying to. Okay, so this <laughs> sounds bad, but I think I think uh, the them trying to um, drown Jim Ross was because occasionally when we're watching it, he's like he's quite old school and he doesn't say anything. Like I can't think of anything really bad that he said. But you know, sometimes when you get like you're bracing for him to say something bad, if there's like yeah. particular wrestlers, and you're just a bit like, oh, don't, don't, don't do <laughs> yeah. it. So I think maybe that's why I had a dream that they were killing him off. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds bad when you say it out loud. <laughs> don't put Bryony in charge. <laughs> There's been an accident with the commentator water sports portion of the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. Um but yeah, I guess the reason we went to Wembley was because that's where AEW is gonna be and we have tickets to it. Yeah. So I think I, when when is when is that? August. August. Okay, so you've not got long to wait. Yeah. Maybe you just do be thinking about wrestling. I have like, which, you know, it does happen a lot. I've got back into it recently because I was there was a time when I just didn't really have much time, so I wasn't watching it very much. And when I was, I wasn't like as invested because I'd had a little bit of time out. But now, ever since we've got the tickets, I've had time to watch it again, so I'm like back in. Um, do you know the best part about this dream? Is what? it is dated the 1st of june which is mine and alex's wedding anniversary and this is the first time i've ever recorded a dream in front of him so the first thing we did on our wedding anniversary was alex listening to me recording that dream (laughs) being like and then my feet got covered in clay but eddie kingston was in my b-reel and it was okay (laughs) and he was just like they're like Seven years I've done this. Seven years. <laughs> uh, what anniversary is the seventh year? It is copper. But each one has or a thing. Wool. Oh, I don't know why it gets. Two. Did you did you get each other a copper gift? No, but I did copper feel. Sorry, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> some like copper straws like drinking straws and Aww. I don't know what is a drink what other type of straw would it be <laughs> I don't know why I clarified that some uh, some hay but it's copper some hay copper um, hay and she got us a copper towel rack that hangs on the cupboards which has been good because at the moment we've got you know like the um like cat's anus towel things um Oh We've yeah, got those, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're getting Oddly, like I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting a little bit loose. They don't quite have the tightness to hold the towels as well anymore. So it was actually quite good to have a just a towel rack because they don't tend to get loose. They they're sturdy. Yeah, those those cat's anuses they hold them real tight. Yep. <laughs> I'm just looking at a list of different anniversaries now. There's some weird um, ones. I think the first one is yeah. just like paper. Paper, yeah. The third is leather. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 13th is lace. Ooh. Oh. Oh. And then um, 
The 21st to the 24th anniversary. That's the Avatar era. It's fire, water, air, and stone. Oh. There's not one for like every year though, is there? Is there a point where it's just like, okay, you don't I get mean, one it for looks five like years? It. Is there really? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who makes this up, but I mean, this is on Hallmark, so I guess Hallmark made it up. <laughs> um, the fifth anniversary is the wood anniversary. Uh, so next year is your bronze anniversary. No, no, no. Sorry. Bronze is 19. Oh, yeah, it's bronze on the 8th as well. Pottery or bronze? Just to make it more complicated, I think America has a different one as well. Yeah, probably. This is this might be the American one. Hang on. UK anniversary. Unless maybe that's why it's wool yes. or copper. Maybe one of us does one and one does oh, the other. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Pottery or bronze so, is a nice year, though. Fourth is fruit and flowers. Fifth is wood. Sixth is sugar. Seventh is wool. Eighth is salt. Salt. Ooh. What? And then ninth is copper, apparently. I feel like people are making this up. <laughs> I do have a tea towel, because for our second wedding anniversary, because that was cotton, my mum got us a tea towel that has the anniversaries on, so maybe we should go buy whatever is on Aww. that one. Yeah, that, that would be the one to go buy, I think. Um, oh, apparently the tenth is tin so we can have beans for that one yeah well the hallmark says tin or aluminium aluminium <laughs> what? Uh, what our alu- aluminium anniversary <laughs> i got you a can of coke oh there's one that list that i found that has three different ones because it's traditional modern or gemstone and for the 60th yeah. All three of them are diamond, so oh, better be getting a diamond on those days. <laughs> the forty-first, very exciting. Office or desk decor? Oh, oh, I can't wait. That must be one of the traditional ones that they've done since ye olde days of yore. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, Hallmark. Forty-first anniversary. Traditional gift. My dad kept on asking me. He was like, "Have you had the seven year rich yet?" <laughs> like, um, no, <laughs> uh, no, I can't say I have. I guess. Okay. Apparently, the forty first gemstone is topaz, so Ooh. you could get a big topaz office chair. Lovely, a bedazzled Lovely. office chair. <laughs> Hero dear. Oh, oh my god. It was still a very lovely day. This dream set me up nicely for the day. It was a it was a good one. That's good. I was gonna look up feet in the book, because feet did seem to oh, yeah. play a big part. Have we looked up feet before? Because yeah, your feet nearly got stuck in clay too. Yeah, but I think it's only got limbs. I don't think feet get their own section. I would have thought feet do, because feet are like feet they just Feet are just feet. Yeah. Okay, I found uh, the first website to show up when I searched dreaming of feet, so it's probably very, very <laughs> To dream of seeing your own feet is ominous of despair. Oh. You will be overcome by the will and temper of another. To see others' feet denotes that you will maintain your rights in a pleasant but determined way. <laughs> what does it mean if there was both? Because I had my feet and... G's feet. 
everyone despair? I get or everyone both. happy? <laughs> both? Happy and sad? When I looked up feet, it said, see body, limbs. So I've looked up limbs, and it says... Uh-huh. Whether it is partly to do with some kind of cellular memory and the growth process that takes place is uncertain. But in dreams, any limb can be taken to mean sexuality and fears <sighs> associated with gender issues. Okay. What? 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 Including feet? I Well, it told me to look specifically at limbs for the feet. But then the next section is... I feel is, like that's a cop-out. If the limbs are being dismembered... <laughs> oh. uh, no, thank you. Um. Dear, oh dear. Sexuality. Mm. I had my little feets out. Mine's probably just warm. And, you know, I guess I sleep with my feet out. I'm not a How sock sexy sleeper. of you. <laughs> How slutty of you. <laughs> Oh, the sluttiest thing a woman can do. <laughs> Not wear socks to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a fun little wrestling dream. I agree. I agree. Nothing sexy about it, or at least just the feet. The place was, like, huge, though. Like, Dream G is doing very well for herself. Well done, G. It was like a massive place in London as well. I was like, and near Wembley? Those places? Damn. (laughs) Damn. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Wrestling. Wrestles. Wrestling. I did have another wrestling dream recently, but it was about WWE wrestlers. What? And I didn't record it, but it was about... um, Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did hmm. I tell you about this one? I can't remember. I don't know if you did. Um, it was basically that I went to this wrestling event and I met, there was like different tables and at one of them was Undertaker and Steve Austin. And I went over and I was just like, oh my gosh, hello. And then Steve Austin was like, would you like some cake? Or, well, he was like, would you like some cake? And I was like, oh, no, thank you. But I was too shy to tell him that it, I didn't want any because I wasn't sure if it was vegan because I thought he was like a big Texas guy and he'd be like, vegan, what the heck? So, um, vegan. but then I was like, do you know what? Maybe I've misjudged him. So I said, like, just so you know, I don't, it's not that I'm sure your cake is lovely. It's just that I'm vegan. And he was like, oh, Undertaker here is trying to be more <laughs> vegan. That's really good of you. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Don't quote Steve Austin. And, um, <laughs> it was just, it was, you did tell me about this. I remember that. <laughs> it was just really nice. And then I wanted to ask him, how he felt about AEW, but then I was too shy. And then Alex came over and he was like, leave the man alone. We have to go home. And I was like, okay. <laughs> leave the man alone, Leave the Friday. poor man alone. Because Alex recently told me how... He was like, you're really bad at saying bye, do you know? Because I will start up... He'll be like, okay, say bye now. We're going home. And then he'll come over and I will have started up my third conversation. It's like, you can no, never just say no. bye. No, no, I can't say ever. <laughs> No. <laughs> she says, noticing the recording is now over an hour. <laughs> so yeah, I think even in my dreams, Alex is like, come on now. We've got to go. <laughs> Stop talking. 
Leave the poor dream man alone. You've got to wake up now. Now! <laughs> no! I want to talk to the undertaker about vegan recipes. <laughs> oh. Well. Oh, dear. On that well. note. <laughs> how do you feel about ducks? <laughs> I like cows more. <laughs> Oh my god! I can give or take a duck. I could, I could listen to the sound of ducks all day. So just, I find it really calming. Oh, true, like, true. Yeah, I, I do like the sounds. Sometimes I watch the um, duck stream just to listen to the sound of ducks. <sighs> well, <laughs> well, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kirsty, for, for a lovely chat. Thank you, Bryony. And, um, Thank you so much. You, you go have some dreams. I believe in you. You I'm, can I'll do try. it. I'll try my best. Maybe it's too warm for dreams now. Maybe. They've been so few and far between lately, and I don't know why. Maybe dreams are like steam, and if it gets too warm, they like rise out of your head. Oh my god. It does rhyme. Maybe. The science checks out. Dreams are like steam. <laughs> We should put that on a t-shirt. We should, we should have t-shirts. Yeah. We should stop going naked everywhere. <laughs> we should wear things. <laughs> put some socks on, Bray. Come on. <laughs> it's too warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, everyone, thank you for listening. And Kirsty, thank you. And Brainy, thank you. And until next time, bye-bye for now. Um, bye-bye. bye-bye.